On today's first round KO, I have my good friend and reoccurring guest on the show, Chad, with me as we talk about the Brewers trade deadline and how they're going to fare for the rest of the season. We talk the NFL Top 100 list of 2019. We talk Madden 99 Club, and we talk a little bit about our feelings on the NFL preseason. Let's get it. Welcome to the most must-hear sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined today via the FRKOS satellite. <laughs> you can guess what the S stands for. Uh, Chad Coffin is my guest today. Hello, Chad. Hello, Kyle. Longtime friend of the show, uh, recurring guest on the show. Probably the most recurring guest, if I had to choose, or if I had to... I had to guess. I think it's just because I love the sound of my own voice so much that I try to get on here as often as possible because I listen to the cast. So, like, if I can hear my own voice, it's just that's it's that much better. I mean, I have 124, now, now with this one, 124 episodes of just me talking for almost an hour. So, Dude, that's awesome. I know. <laughs> so, you could say I love the sound of, no, I hate the sound of my own voice. Editing these episodes is just, especially my YouTube videos where I have to watch them like three times through. <laughs> oh man um but yeah we are here to talk today we're going to talk uh or first we're going to talk some baseball then we're going to talk some NF a lot of nfl stuff because technically this se football season started yesterday i'm super excited um i didn't get to watch the game but i probably wouldn't have watched the game anyway but i'm just so excited for football to be back but then uh just a little precursor on tuesday me and Chad and our friend Brian will be recording an episode, and it will be more focused on movies and I nerd stuff, I guess. We're going to nerd out, man. We're going to nerd out, which is a good segue, and Chad, you might be interested to hear about this too. First Round KO is officially branching off into a, I guess, might be a third fourth brand at this point i don't know but uh my friend tom who has been on the show quite a few times um is starting his own podcast in association with first round ko it is called discuss it first because his name is tom first and it is going to be a podcast about music tv movies anything anything like that and so and i'm very excited i'll probably be on that a lot so I'm very excited to start that project. He's super excited and super passionate about it. So I'm very excited for that. So if you uh, if you're interested in that, go out and he is uh, at discuss it first on Twitter. That's F U E R S T first. Um, go find it on Twitter and we'll update everyone when that uh, gets started. So without further ado, we're going to jump into. We're going to talk about the Brewers because just a few days ago the trade deadline came up for the for the for geez sorry i'm extremely tired uh for major league baseball and this was the first year that they tried out one hard trade deadline like because in the in the past few years 
I believe it was something like there was the there was the trade deadline, but then you could still do like sign and trades, or like way like it, there was some way around it where you could still trade people after the trade deadline for a few weeks. But this year they just tried a hard deadline. No one can move now, and I've seen a lot of people say it isn't working. Um, but we're gonna focus on the Brewers because I don't know about you, Chad, but I was extremely disappointed in what the Brewers did on the, towards the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, besides their average, if just slightly above average play, uh, the front office definitely didn't do us any favors either this weekend, or this week, rather. Yeah, and the the one that I'm most frustrated about was giving up one of our top prospects, Marcio Dubon, for two pitchers to the, I believe it was for uh, San Francisco, and one of those pitchers is now in the minor leagues and the other pitcher is in the bullpen well and they're old and i think the thing that makes it even worse is that like you never want to see the the, like the giants like the the tweets that are going out from like the giants organization like giant sports writers right now they're besides themselves like how they got such a great deal and how one-sided this deal was and it absolutely was yes but it sucked it sucks to see. It's like it's like dating a ten. It's like dating a supermodel and getting your ass dumped, and then they go and they're dating some other schmuck, and they're way happier. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Are yep. You kidding me? All I got left was a bag of pretzels. Like what? Pomeran. Uh, so it's Drew Pomeranz and Ray Black. Uh, Pomeranz is thirty. Black is twenty nine. Um, I believe Ray Black is the one that's we we sent. We just immediately sent down to the minors and Pomeranz is a guy who we could start or we could pull out of the bullpen and I guess we're pulling him out of the bullpen I just don't know I I'm not I'm not excited I guess Pomeranz has been good the last few weeks but his season stats don't impress me neither does Ray Blacks it's just disappointing because we we had there were so many other options out there there were so many, especially with San Francisco. I saw that we were talking to San Francisco. I thought Mad Bomb, which was a little, you know, me kind of having high hopes. But even Will Smith, I would have been perfectly fine with a Will Smith trade too. But I, we just there's a lot out there. But that's like two years in a row. I mean, I mean, you can't go big two years in a row. I mean, there, when you make free agent moves and trades and things like that. I mean. Yeah, we hit it right last year with Kane and Yelich, and this year not so much. But the one thing that troubles me is, like, year in and year out, the problem has always been Brewers pitching. Yes. Every single year, you know, the bullpen played really well last year, but we don't have any, like, legitimate aces. We don't really have a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. We have a 3, 3, 4, 5, 5. Like, that's our lineup as far as our pitching goes. Like, we're not even talking, like, Minor league, we're not talking double A AA and triple E, dude. Dude, sometimes these guys on the fucking mound, they look like collegiate pitchers. It's awful. like it's just ah. And 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 to say that we're gonna rely on our bullpen again, it's just that we don't have Corey Knable. Josh Hader is far below what he was last year. He 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 has looked, especially these last few games. He has just looked he's just looked bad. And it, I don't know. I don't know if people just figured it out or if he's in his own head or something. But Jeremy Jeffress has always been inconsistent, and all these other guys are just not. They have good outings every once in a while, and maybe a few in a row. But then they go right back to allowing three or four runs in an inning. 
Well, and either they're inconsistent or they're streaky. I mean, look at Davis, Davies. Davies was hot at the beginning of the year, and now this guy, I mean, he, he can't hit the broad side of a barn. Like, the guy's so inconsistent. Chasin has always been that way. Last year, statistically, Chasin was our best pitcher mm-hmm. because of, you know, his wins and things like that. But it doesn't matter because he's so inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get. There's no dependable guy. And on top of that, if you think you're going to rely on the bullpen, if Craig Council goes out there again and goes into if we get so lucky to get to the the NLCS again and he does a full bullpen pitch by committee game that's insane I'll, they're out of their mind I will say that that worked pretty well last year yeah like one but, time it's like the same thing yeah. as the kids from the sandlot winning the championship it's just not going to happen it's on the big green doesn't actually exist the mighty ducks was a great story but you don't really get to put together the ragtag team and win championships it doesn't happen yeah especially yeah i especially when we have s- such competition even in our own division let alone the rest of the league i it it just doesn't make any sense. The one trade that I, the one trade that I was okay with, and we'll see how it goes. But after one game, it it looks to have worked. We traded a uh, a pitching prospect, Cody Ponce. Um, I'm not. I don't, I don't have much information on him, but we got Jordan Lyles back from the Pirates. Um, last year he was a bullpen guy for us. Apparently Pittsburgh transitioned him into a starter because now we have him as a starter, and he pitched. I think it was like. Five plus innings with one earned run in his uh, Brewers re-debut against Oakland the other day, so I'm okay with that one. If we get a, cons- a, a somewhat consistent starting arm, oh, absolutely. Anything we can get to bulk up the the pitching core is fine with me. I think the other pit- the other trade that I was happy with because I've been getting so sick and tired of watching that gorilla swing at pitches. I'm so glad Jesus Aguilar is gone. Yep. It's just. He got hot for that one streak, and then he went to the the home run derby. And I don't know. They talk about the derby jinx. He's been on the home run derby jinx since last year's All Star game. The well, guy couldn't pick it back up. The guy swings like he's he's hitting the ball off a tee. The, he needs a tennis racket at this point. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I was very happy with that trade. I've <clears throat> Jesus, and I wouldn't even I I don't even blame it on the home run derby. It might be that, but the dude wasn't good. He didn't. He barely made the Cle- – I don't think he even made the Cleveland Indians roster when we traded for him at the beginning of last season. He got hot for us for a half of a season, and then the second half of last season, he was not good, and the whole first half of the season, he was not good. I just think it was an anomaly of the first at the beginning of last year. So getting rid of him, letting Eric Thames play a lot more, I'm very excited about that. Um, and even putting – you know, giving – guys like Travis Shaw and maybe even Ryan Braun more reps at first I'm I'm okay with that because then that gives more opportunity to Keston here at second who has been a consistent starter but that just gives more at-bats to Travis Shaw and then you give out more outfield reps to um, guys like Ben Gamble or our new guy that we just brought up uh Gresham whatever I don't know how to say his last name but we just brought him up Trent Trent Grisham 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 something but yeah so I I don't know. I was very and, and we got a decent Jake Far, uh, Faria for that. I, another bullpen arm. I'm okay with that. If Craig likes to rely on the bullpen, like we talked about, so getting more arms isn't a bad thing. I would agree. I think what they should have done is just traded uh, Jesus Aguilar for like six cases of claw. You know, 
Dude, live by the claw, die by the claw. There's Dude. no law with claw. <laughs> Dude, gonna claw it up. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I although I'm saying all this, I don't think it's gonna matter. I think the Houston Astros are gonna win the World Series. Yeah, but regardless of that, I mean, it's nice. To, it'd be nice to see them put together a run again. I, I know that the goal is to win the game. The goal is to win the championship. Yeah. But it's nice to see the Brewers relevant again. It's nice to see them winning games. It's nice to see them filling seats. It's just for so long, Milwaukee sports was so obscure. And now when you have two reigning MVPs living in the same city, it's great to, you know, it's great for the state of Wisconsin. But yes. uh, it's great to see some teams winning games. Yeah. I, well, it, it's also frustrating in that in that Houston lineup, they're in the in their starting rotation now. Two former Brewers pitchers, who were fantastic when they played with us, and Wade Miley and Zach Greinke. I don't know. I a starting pitcher. We've needed one forever now. The last time we had a solid starting pitcher was Zach Greinke before we traded him, I believe, to the Angels. Before that. CC Sabathia, like we have not had a num like a solidified number one guy besides Giovanni Gallardo in a very long time. Yeah, and it's and then we just let him go. It's like, oh, that's okay. We'll we'll get by on our bats, which is is great when your bats are hot. But you shouldn't have to win a game fourteen to thirteen every night of the week. Yeah, I I I still can't believe we let Wade Miley go. He was our one of our better guys last, especially towards the end of the year into the playoffs. Like, why would you let a guy like that go? when your weakness is pitching. That just doesn't make any sense. But, there's a lot of things that we would try to say, you know, as fans. There's a lot of things. And, and for for guys like us, we do watch more. We're more involved. We follow it right. a lot closer than your standard fan that just sits there and yells at the TV. So we like to think we have a little bit more of an inside track. But at the end of the day, we really don't. And there might be other plans. You never know if there was like an Antonio Brown situation. You would hope that's not the case. But more organizations are less like – uh, like the Pittsburgh Steelers and things like that, where when the internal strife does happen, they just unload the guys rather than, you know, putting themselves in a situation where they're like, hey, you know what happens in Pittsburgh? People get really mad and they leave. Want to know who doesn't want to go to Pittsburgh? Everyone. Yeah. Which is why I've given up on the Steelers and I'm fully committed to Jacksonville as my number two team. Uh, <laughs> let's, yeah. I And I mean, I... I know all of these are long shots, and we probably would have had to give up a lot to get these, but I think it would have been worth it to go try to get a Zach Grinke before he goes to Houston, to try to get Madison Bumgarner, to try to talk the Mets into a dealing Wheeler or Syndergaard, like either one of those two. There's And, and trying to get Marcus Stroman before he goes to the frickin' Mets. What were the Mets thinking? The Mets, are, are, going, the Mets are going nowhere. What are Mets sports team or New York sports team ever thinking? The Mets and the Knicks are probably ran by the same company. I I would almost put the Giants in that same category. <laughs> oh my god, it's just it's just so confusing, so weird. So I don't know where the Brewers. I I I still think, and I said this before the deadline. I think this team still can pull something together and make the playoffs and possibly make a run. But they all have to go back to what they were doing last year and just play. Because this is this is a better roster than we had last year. We we added Grandall. We kept Moose. Eric Thames is a consistent starter now. You know we have it, it, I. It's a better. It's by the numbers and on paper, it's a better roster than it was last year. And you know what that means. <laughs> What does that mean, Chad? 
That means it's Craig's fault. <laughs> and I'm going to be 100% honest. Yeah, he does some things. Yeah, he's this fancy guy, you know, and he gets the job done. But I'll be honest, and he's especially with him being, a, you know, a Brewer alum. Mm-hmm. If they don't make the playoffs this year, he's toast. Ooh, they're not. Okay. They're not going to let him hang around. And and I will say, Wisconsin sports teams generally have a habit of letting people hang around for a little bit too long. I.e., McCarthy, yes. you know, <clears throat> Sherman, guys like that hang around for a little too long, but I don't think that'll be the case here, especially when they know the roster that they have. If they can get a guy in, a good guy, like a true, true manager, which I know I'm not going to sit here and harp on council because I know I'm not the guy for the job, but if they don't make the playoffs, they're going to be looking to fill that seat. Yeah, I. it's hard to disagree with you. I would almost look more at the pitching staff, like the, pitching, the coaching staff, but yeah, it's... It's interesting. I, I, I really don't know what to do. And as we talk, uh, Jason Hayward hit a solo home run, and the Brewers are down 1-0 to the Cubs. Awesome. Dude, home runs are the worst. <laughs> Dude, my softball team, we played a game last night. This is irrelevant. This is this is just me ranting about something. This team we played, we played them the first week of the season, and they beat us 20-4. to They shellacked us. They were all over the place. We played them last night. We were up 9-7 going into the last inning. We had three outs. One guy gets on. Two guys get on. Bam! Homer. I'm like, what are we supposed to do? You can't even, you can't defend that? Nope. Homer suck, man, especially when you're like a fat white dude who can't hit him. All right. You just got to start hitting dingers, dude. I uh, adapted. I'm gonna, I start shooting for my Thursday night bar league softball team. Next time you see me, I'm going to be like racks on racks. Dude. Recru- I'll, I'll recruit me. I'll come live with you next summer. I'll play with you. <laughs> we got a spare room, you know. How <laughs> they don't call me Howard Dingers for nothing. <laughs> oh, of course, Baez just hit a double. Okay, I'm gonna stop looking at that. All right, we're gonna move on from baseball because I'm starting to get angry with the Brewers. We are going to talk about something else. I'm slightly angry with <laughs> the NFL Top 100 Players list from 2019. This list finally uh, hit its conclusion, I don't even know, last week, earlier this week, a couple days ago, something. And the top ten is interesting. I'm The biggest concern that I have with it is that your MVP quarterback is not the number one quarterback on that list. I... I'm I, I don't understand that how how can you sit here and say that Drew Brees had a better season than Patrick Mahomes when Patrick Mahomes literally beat Drew Brees for the MVP award? Um you know, I wanna sit here and say like, oh well he's too young and he hasn't proven himself, but then Carson Wentz was number three on the list last year. Um Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, we can get into that later. But no, I mean I agree. i I was Four, I think, is a good number for Pat Mahomes. I think top five is a really good spot for him, but I think he should have been the number one quarterback on the list. I don't think Drew Brees is a number two. If you want to stand here and tell me that Drew Brees outperformed Khalil Mack last year, I just I, I can't. I just don't believe it. I, I I can't statistically, and watching the games too, being you know in the Midwest, living in you know Wisconsin, I watch all the Packer games and just watching what that guy did to the Packers team, who do, do have a decent offensive line. It's not the same as watching those Saints games. I know Drew Brees does great things, but 
he was not he, he didn't outplay you know Pat Mahomes and I'd arguably even drop him behind uh, Tom Brady who's at number six. There's an argument there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, how do you feel about Aaron Donald at number one? Yep, love yeah. it. It's fine. I mean, I don't. I don't think there's another guy who works harder. I mean. I think he works harder to excel his game and get better and get stronger and get faster. He works just as hard as like a Tom Brady who is like fighting against time, who rather than trying to improve his game is just trying to keep his game. I mean, the guy's 41 years old and he's still arguably a top six player, according to this list, a top six player in the NFL. He's 41 years old. Guys were like basically on their deathbed at this age, like 20 years ago. Yeah, it, that's it's kind of insane. And I every time I talk about Aaron Donald, I always think back to when I saw him training with knives. Like the people, he, he would be doing his whatever defensive line where he would like move and dodge and dodge arms and stuff. And one time he actually, the guy who he was practicing with was holding knives in his hand. <sighs> the guy is like, the guy's a freaking nature. He's like, it's like if you saw like it's like if a Mack truck had like a zero to sixty of two seconds. Like it's it's like he moves he moves like a Ferrari, but he's like the size of a like a, a, a massive semi trailer. Like the guy, it, it's freaky to watch him in training camp and things like that. Even just running drills, he should not someone that size. It's like against the laws of physics, but it just goes to show people who, granted, yes, have some natural talent and have some natural you know physical abilities. Oh yeah. It, if you got somebody with that kind of work ethic and that kind of drive, like he's going to be great for years and years and years to come. He's he's going to be at the top of this list for a while. Um, speaking of Mack trucks, Cleo Mack at number three, love it. Absolutely, and, like uh, I said too. And if you drop that, if you drop Drew Brees out of there and move my, uh, Khalil up to two, I wouldn't have any arguments there either. No, not at all. I I argue, I would switch. Um, I would put Patty at two, and. There may be even Khalil at two and Patty at three, but then I would put like you know, I I would move Brady ab- above Breeze like you were saying too. I think you just take Breeze out of two and drop him to drop him to six. Then you're looking at Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, Patrick Mahomes, Todd Gurley, and then uh, Tom Brady, and then Drew Breeze. I yeah. mean that that top five. I don't know if you can argue it. Is there a better quarterback than Pat Mahomes right now? No. Is there a better defensive so. ta- or defensive player? I guess at all. Than Aaron Donald or Cleo Mack? No. Better running back than Todd Gurley? No. I don't. I mean, I don't think so. You could argue for like an Alvin Kamara, and you could argue for a Saquon Barkley, Le'Veon Bell, who we didn't see last year. Le'Veon Bell as well. Uh, but you got to give it to the kid consistently. Last couple of years, other than when he was hurt, he's arguably, if not the best running back in the league. I agree. Well, I mean, we're gonna we'll see because last year in the playoffs, for some reason, he just did not show up. Yeah. So, and if- if he gets his head right and he gets healthy, because they said he had like a nagging ankle injury all through the postseason too. Because you remember he sat those two weeks, um, he sat the two weeks before the playoffs started because they already had right. they had it locked up. Because that was a fantasy owner's dream was that backup guy. I forget who it was that backup player, um, a little heftier, but the guy had like two touchdowns both games. Was it C.J. Anderson? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 C.J. Yeah. Anderson came in and, and scored a couple touchdowns and had a couple. I think he had two hundred yard games. Yep. And then, and then, well, the good thing about that was he continued that into the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Is there anything else, anything else in the top 10 that you want to talk about? Well, you know, I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers being number eight, which makes him the third or fourth best quarterback on this list. Based off of last year, I don't have a problem with that. 
Right. He He's still a, a super talented guy. If you get the right players around him, he plays great. Packers just themselves aren't super, you know, fantastic. Uh, lately, the, they could as long as you know Aaron Rodgers stays healthy and they can get some good guys in there, they'll be fine. Um, some things that like it's funny to look at, like things that don't line up. So this list is done by NFL.com. It's voted on by players. Players don't necessarily always agree with like the professionals, but then you look at like, and I know we'll get to that a little bit later. But it's hard to say with you know two of the guys who got a 99 overall rating are in the top five, but then the next two guys who got a 99 overall rating are in the top 20. So there's somewhere that that doesn't exactly line up, but I guess this, again, this is player voted versus the analytics of Madden. So it makes kind of a difference. And it's it's to say that Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Von Miller, these guys don't belong in the top 10. Of course they do. Right. Um, And going back to Aaron Rodgers real quick, dude had a down year. (laughs) Right. This guy had a down year. We missed the playoffs with him at quarterback for the first time since like his second or third season. I, it, it's just incredible to me to think that he's still voted number eight after a down, like one of the, one of the more, I don't know, one of, one of the worst, one of the, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I don't want to say one of the worst, but not one of his not best seasons of his career. Yeah, it wasn't a great year, but the team still played well when he was on the field. Mm-hmm. And they know, and that's the reason that this list exists. There's nobody in the NFL that's like, ha, Aaron Rodgers is done. He's all washed up. Right. Again, player voted, and that's why they're like, yeah, no, that guy is still a killer. He'll still carve up your secondary. Do not look the other way on this guy. Absolutely. JJ um, was back in the top 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took that drop after he got hurt. He was at 84 last year. Michael Thomas with a huge deserving jump to 13 after he was at 81 last year. Very deserving. Merrill, only a couple slots. Bobby Wagner up a couple slots. Saquon Barkley after his rookie year cracks the top 20, which is absolutely deserving. Maybe even a little bit more than 16. But the only running backs that are front in, ahead of him are Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara. Uh, Phillip Rivers. Philip Rivers at 17. Holy cats. You know, I can't argue with that after last season. I think he's like, I think the reason that his wife, uh, 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 just, just so everyone, I'm going to get a little graphic here, just for anybody who's got a weak stomach. I think the reason he keeps getting his wife pregnant is he just bathes in the menstrual discharge, like after the kid is born, and it <laughs> shaves years off of his life. Because this bolo tie wearing mother, <laughs> mother trucker is just, like he, he he's turning back the clock the last couple of years. You get some young guys around him and get a good defense in place. It's like rejuvenating him. It's bringing him back to life. But he also has like nine kids, which I don't even understand. He must have a separate house and like a couple nannies for those kids. Cause I got one and I don't get enough sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> got nothing to say after that. It's a big jump though. 56 to 17. Yeah, absolutely. Zeke's up, way up from 54, which is good. He deserves that. Odell Beckham Jr., I don't understand how he was at 77 last year, but him getting bumped up to 23 this year makes more sense. Mm. Travis Kelsey sat about the same spot from 24 to 21. Stephon Gilmore uh, is up there at 22. He wasn't on the list last year. Same with Andrew Luck at 20. I like uh, him- I like uh, Darius Leonard at 26. Oh, yeah. I like yeah, that yeah, a lot. Yeah. Very deserving. I think he was fantastic for the Colts last year on, def- on defense. Keekley and uh, Russell Wilson both took a slide, one at 11, one at 12, now at 24 and 25. Fletcher Cox, I think, should have been a little bit higher than 28. But still a big uh, jump from 69 last year. 
Absolutely. One of the truly the perennials. One big one that I was super surprised by, George Kittle at number 29. Make it the top 30. No. Which I, again, it's hard to argue. He had an incredible last or season last year with with, with quarterbacks like C.J. Beathard. <laughs> like, and, and now he's got Garoppolo coming back, hopefully. Yeah. Nothing but a Jimmy G thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Adam, uh, Melvin Gordon, not on the list last year, up to 34 this year. That's a good jump. Uh, I heard there's trouble in paradise, though. It sounds like he's looking to get out because they're like, yeah, this is what we're going to pay you, and we're not going to let you look for a trade. Apparently, uh, he requested a trade, even though they said he couldn't. <laughs> yep. So, uh, oh, hey, Ryan Braun, solo home run, Brewers tie the game. All right. Like Take that. that. Team Hicks getting some love. I'll say one thing that kind of surprised me. I look at the list, and again, I wouldn't really move anybody up or down. Not many people in that top 40 there. But Christian McCaffrey falling at 42, I think it's a little low. Um, Yeah. With that being said, though, you look at the people who are ahead of him on the list, and it's like even if you think he should be high, like I can't argue him to be, you know, further ahead than, you know, Jared Goff or Eddie Jackson or Adam Thielen, like these guys. And I realize they're not all playing the same position, but – you know, if he keeps up what he's doing in there down in uh, Carolina, he'll be fine. Uh, Cam Newton, though, we can talk about that. That's a deserving slide. That guy's a washed-up turd. And I would almost argue uh, Zach Ertz deserves to be a little higher. I think he's arguably the best tight end in the league. Behind Travis Kelsey. Right. And tra- where where was Travis Kelsey? He was Travis way Kelsey, up here. 20, 21. 21. Yeah, I think I think Ertz deserved to be low 30s, even high 20s there. And again, that's the thing that makes it hard, you know, because it's like you look at it and it's like, yeah, he might be the second best tight end. But would you rather have Stefan Gilmore, Odell Beckham Jr., Luke Keekley, Russell Wilson, Jalen Ramsey, Fletcher Cox before him? There's a lot of guys on that right. list that you would absolutely take before Zach Ertz, which makes this list a little tricky, especially when it gets further back in the list. Um, uh, Baker Mayfield. Eclipsed Deshaun Watson. He took the spot at fifty. Love that. Uh, after that year, so so we'll see what goes on. A lot of Browns on this list. Baker Mayfield at fifty. Miles Garrett at forty-nine. We saw OBJ up there. Um, yeah, these. Uh, speaking of that, those guys are going to be halfway decent. What else? Anything else that surprised you? Uh, Joey Bosa big slide. Thirty-seven last year to fifty-six this year. AJ Green fifty-eight from twenty-two. I understand that, though. Yeah. James Conner, 62, obviously not on the list last year. Larry Fitzgerald, age is finally catching up with him, I think, from 27 back to 60. Yeah, yeah. and that's understandable. They barely had a quarterback last year. Philip Lindsay at 68. That's not bad. Good for him. Yeah, and now he has to compete with Theo Reddick. Ooh. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> speaking of tight ends, Eric Ebron. <laughs> 66. He got a really bum bum rap too. His uh, his ranking in Madden. I didn't officially look at it, but I was seeing all the players popping off on Twitter and stuff, and they, he kind of got a raw deal there. But he was a really good tight end last year. Absolutely. Why do you think I picked him up off of waivers? <laughs> of course. Yeah. No. I like uh, he was fantastic. Like he he was the guy that they expected him to be in Detroit uh, for Indianapolis last year. Like it, he was incredible with Andrew Luck. Oh, T.Y. Hilton on the list this year. C.J. Mosley slid down. Uh, uh, he's up to 71 from 98. 
Stefan Diggs took a little drop. Yeah, you get towards the back end here. I don't know how Kirk Cousins' stock went up from ninety four to seventy eight. That I don't makes know how no that sense. Happened. Yeah, that one I had a that one I had a problem with too. Uh, Robert Woods off the list uh, last year, but up to seventy six. That's nice to see. Um, Bradley Chubb getting a little love at eighty two. Like that. Love that Cam Newton slide. Panthers from twenty five to eighty seven. Yep. So, Deserving. Been so arrogant for so long. I like didn't like want him to die in that car crash, but I wasn't like sad when he rolled his truck over. I was like, bummer, dude. <laughs> Sorry about that. Is the other person okay? Uh, uh, Julian Edelman at ninety. I, I almost I would argue he deserves to be way higher than that. Oh come on! Without Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, he's a fucking bagger down at the local Piggly Wiggly. Now I I I agree with you. But I think if he goes to another team, he's still a number one or two receiver. I think he has a lot of talent. I think so, too. I mean, he's a good guy, but and he's a decent player. But look at what happened to Amendola. Danny Amendola was a great That's player. Too, the Pats, and you send him down to the pit of misery. Dilly, dilly, Miami. And now what? Like, you, you take away, you give him the tan man. You take away Tom Brady. There you go. It's the same exact thing. Look at Greg Jennings. He goes, I'm unhappy, yeah. Green Bay. And he leaves and goes and plays for the Vikings and then fades into you know fades into the distance. The I mean, obviously, yeah. it was a little bit different for Jordy Nelson because it, he there wasn't – they weren't trying to keep him there. But, look, he went to play with David Carr. He fades out of existence. It's just he, the way – Okay, but Jordy still had a pretty good season. Yeah, I don't think he was longed for Oakland. No. Um, Kyle Fuller at 95. Yeah. Not bad. I like that Tyler Lockett slid in there at 98. Like seeing my Hawks representing. Got a couple guys. I think guys, five guys in there. That's not bad. And Eric Weddle squeezing in at 100. Isn't that, isn't that just kind of like a pity one? Yep. Like anybody after that, you can just be like, who will be 100? You could pick from anybody in the NFL to be 100. Be like, yeah, sure. Mark Sanchez. You can be 100. Yeah, you made the list this year. Good job. Congratulations. It's like the participation trophy of the top 100. Oh god. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I Yeah, I I I mean I like the list. The most problems that I have are within that top 15. Um and then those few that I mentioned, but other than that, it, based on their performance last year, it it's it's a fairly good list. You can tell you can tell that you can tell that it's by the players and that you you can see who they respect. You can see where they disagree with the media and that kind of stuff. I I like it. I think this is a really good idea that they keep doing. I don't. Other than like, I don't think it's necessarily a list built on respect. I've kind of always felt this way about lists like this, where it's like player. I always remember that reading it in like uh, Sports Illustrated for kids, like when they did the players polls. And when you have like who's the best this or who's the best that, other than teammates voting for their own teammates, I think this is literally all like. Who do I want to not play against? I bet the majority of all of Aaron Donald's votes came from <laughs> offensive linemen and quarterbacks. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. Khalil Mack, too. I don't want to play against that guy. Same thing with Pat, Patty Mahomes, Tom Brady. That guy carves us up every time. I don't want to deal with it. Like, well, or, or even players that want to play with them. Yeah, that too. Like yeah. if you're if you're a wide receiver, or running back, or anyone in the offense, and you say I want to play with Patrick Mahomes, and that's a big thing. I think Kansas City is going to be a hot free agent place in the next few years because if you're a receiver, 
I would want to go play for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> oh, yeah, and absolutely. And that Chiefs team, too. They're young. They're hot. I mean, once they get all their uh, personnel issues taken care mm -hmm. of with people putting hands on everybody, uh, I think they'll get that figured out. But um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Because that Chiefs team did show a lot of promise, especially with Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes. But then now you have the issues with Tyreek Hill and the obvious issues from before with Alvin Kamara, who is no longer on the team. They got to get stuff like that straightened out and taken care of appropriately before the season even starts. Yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else that you wanted to touch on before we move on? Uh. No, I'm good. That's fine. All right. Uh, Madden '99 Club, which honestly isn't that big of a deal, but a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the players, uh, if they you know if they disagree with ratings. They are very vocal about it. So, let's... I have not only the Madden 99 club up, but I also have the rest of the ratings. So, I have people who missed it. Um, so, let's talk about the 99 club first. I think they're all very deserving. Woo! B-Wags! Whoa! 99 club! Now, this was one that you... Before we started recording, you had to... You had to educate me a little on this one. Woo! Absolutely. First of all, they put them in that. You see them on the side of the bus. They put they spray painted them on the mural. They put them in that clean white. Woo! That's clean, baby. Clean. We looking good. Um, yeah, no. Bobby Wagner. He uh, he is. I think not, maybe not top five, top ten pass defense for linebackers in the league. Mm. And but and the really the number one thing. He is the most sure tackler in the NFL. I will put him up against anybody including Aaron Donald this guy in the last three seasons he's had plus 200 attempts he has missed one tackle one tackle in three years that's it's it's that's insane that's completely insane I mean it's obviously not the same thing as comparing you know passing or a pass is deflected it's different but you against another human being he never gets beat he gets beat Point zero one percent of the time. That's insane. Yeah. So he absolutely deserves to be up there. I don't think. I think the reason that he gets overlooked, and and this is the thing too. He, as a guy with ninety nine and overall man ranking, where the players and the professionals don't necessarily agree with one another, he slides to fifteen, where you have Aaron Donald and Cam, or uh, not Cam, uh, uh, Khalil Mack top three and then he slides to 15 and then uh deandre hopkins too he's not in the top 10 but they're all up there i just don't think bobby wagner is that the big stats big explosive guy i mean he's the one of the hardest hitting the sure tacklers in the nfl and that's mm -hmm. great consistency is beloved by everyone but what people want to watch are the aaron donalds are the Khalil max the disruptive guys that blow up plays that are in your backfield all the time von, Most, Mil von miller and jj watt who both got rated higher than him exactly yeah so these are these 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 wait what where did von miller get put i thought he was at like 18 von miller was 10 von miller was 10 jj watt was 12 yep but again, explosive guys. Um, Von Miller ended up with a 97 overall rating. Yep. So again, uh, close. And uh, we're splitting hairs here. The 99 club is cool, but we're really splitting hairs. At oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, I mean, look at all the people that are on that list. I mean, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Luke Keekley are all at 98. Pat Mahomes, Von Miller, 97. Tom Brady, 96. Fletcher Cox, 96. 
if you had an option to start a team, you know, and go for the next 10 years, you might pick differently. But if you're going to say, when we start the season in four weeks, who are you going to pick? Anybody off this list you would take. Like, no one's going to argue. So Aaron Rodgers is a 90 overall. You got to look at that season from last year, man. They're so yeah. up. It's not like it used to be where they used to give you the stats. I remember the first year that, like, I started playing a system that I hooked up to the, the internet and they would update the rankings every week. Yep. That was the coolest thing that like ever happened to the game because you remember you'd bring in a guy at the beginning of the year and he'd have like a 99 overall rating and he would like, then he would suck the rest of the year and like maybe not 99, but it'd be a great team overall and they mm-hmm. don't adjust the ratings. So you're still playing in like Madden 02. You're still playing with like Brett Favre and the Packers, even though they had a huge slide at the end of the year yep. or nowadays that update those stats, but you could still play with the the gunslinger and tear apart any team that you wanted to. I now and this may spark a discussion between me and you, but Russell Wilson got ranked ninety one. He got a ninety got got a ninety one rating. Would you say that he had a better season than Aaron Rodgers? Well, you know, again, there's a lot of different things that go into it. There's a lot of different measurables too. I think one part of the game that gets left out. Um, that Aaron Rodgers absolutely cannot even hold a flame to Russell Wilson with is the rushing game. I mean, Russell Wilson obviously had more rushing touchdowns and more rushing yards than... Look it up. Look it no, up. No, 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 no. I'm not arguing the stats, but I think Aaron Aaron has the ability, not not the same ability as Russell Wilson, but he he definitely has the ability. It's just not in his game. He avoids the pass rush. I, I would I would argue he's very close second to Russell Wilson in the yeah. NFL. Well, but what if you take here's what I'm saying. If you look at their their passing side by side, throw power, throw accuracy, and all that stuff, one small caveat of all the ranking, one small section yes. of it of the whole ranking system, I think you're gonna take Aaron Rodgers yeah. obviously over Russell Wilson. But the problem is is in speed, athleticism. I mean, look at everything that gets ranked. Jumping uh, awareness, Agility, strength, yeah, ball carrying, stiff arm. Like even if something is as as minuscule as how many people does Russell Wilson actually stiff arm? One in every thir- 15, yeah. 20 rushes. But the problem is, is that if he does it better, if he ends up with a ranking of sixty and Aaron's got a ranking of twenty, that's going to contribute to that ninety-one. So if I had to sit here and argue with you about it, if we were talking just pure passing, that was the only part of the Madden rankings. Oh yeah. Aaron Rodgers should absolutely be higher, but I think it's those other ones, those other measurables that are there that would push Russell Wilson over the edge. Yeah, it, it, it's the speed, agility, acceleration, which are all pretty much the same thing. But like, yeah, like he's obviously, I, I would, anyone would most likely say a better athlete, like an all-around athlete than Aaron Rodgers. Um, I do want to just for just to point out that their uh, carrying stats are only two points away from each other. So, <laughs> anyway, um, back to you sometimes. So, like when I do things and gesture things to you, I forget that no one else can see. I it know. and everyone else is just listening to a dead silent podcast for five seconds while we just laugh at each other. Yep. Um, Aaron Donald, no argues, no argument there. He, he completely deserves it. Defensive player of the year last year. Like we said before, he's just a freak of nature. Puts in more work than anyone else. Completely deserving of a 99 rating. Oh, absolutely. Um, much else to be said. There's the, yeah. there's one guy I don't want my team to have to play against. 
it's him. Yep. It's him every time. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, completely agree. He is the best wide receiver in the NFL. He absolutely is. And anybody out there who wants to spit and like, oh, no, it's Antonio Brown, it's Julio Jones, look at their quarterbacks over the last years, Matt Ryan and and Ben Roethlisberger and all these guys out here who are having better years. It's because their quarterback is better. Deshaun Watson is getting better, but he's still young. If you would stick DeAndre Hopkins on the Green Bay Packers, you would never – he would possibly go down as one of the greatest wide receivers in the history of the NFL. Yeah. It's it's no argument. It's been like that for years and years and years. This is the exact argument I was like that we were having before. Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman. Are they as good as they are, or is it because of their system and their quarterback? Greg Jennings leaves the Packers and goes and just shits mm-hmm. the bed in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. If they have these good systems with great quarterbacks, it makes the difference. And that's why that always comes up at the Packers almost every year. Yeah. Are the Packers receivers really that good? You know, that you run into those things all the time. But this one, absolutely. Well, and you, you look at the all-time great wide receivers. The two that come to mind are Randy Moss and Jerry Rice. They had Montana and Brady, <laughs> you know. Oh, absolutely. But even so... I'm not, I, I'm not saying that that takes away from... I'm saying it made them that much better. Right, absolutely. And even for the majority of his time, Randy Moss wasn't with Brady for all his statistically... True. like. His statistic awesomeness, a lot of it was spent with, like, Dante Culpepper, you know, like... A couple seasons with Brett Favre. You know, and that's the thing, too, is in these players, they they also... We don't want to sit here and just give all the credit to the pass, like the passers, but having a good passer never hurts a good wide receiver. Never. Um, and Khalil Mack is the last one. Yeah, all I had to do was watch one game against the Packers and know that this guy was going to be trouble for the NFC North for the next 10 years. Yeah. Like there is a mon- there is finally a monster of the midway back. Yeah. Like you think back in the nineties and stuff like Reggie white and these guys who were really tearing up like offenses like that. That's where they coined the term monsters of the midway. There's been good guys like Clay Matthews was good. You know, we had guys like that that existed who, you know, and some of the, the defensive linemen that they've had over in Minnesota have been good, mm-hmm. but this is different. This guy's a freak of nature. It's Monster. the same thing we talked with Aaron Donald. Like this guy, it he doesn't need to, he, to practice. He doesn't need your playbook. Like it sometimes seems like he has every team's playbook. The way he disrupts and blows up games is just it's insane. The pure talent that this guy has. He's just strong. Like he's he's so uh, seeing him game after game after game just manhandling and pushing these offensive linemen who are fifty to hundred pounds heavier than he are than he is. Just moving them at will is just incredible to watch, and it's scary with him being in Chicago. Uh, all right, so the people that missed Antonio Brown at 98. Oh, and he was whining right there. Oh, you know me. You know Just shave your mustache, dye it to a normal color, fix your hair, <laughs> fix your attitude, some passes, and maybe people will respect you and and talk about you for more than just being a terrible attitude and a prima donna on a team. Absolutely, I think, and you're still a 98 overall. <laughs> well, and again, we're splitting hairs. Like exactly. I said before, we're splitting hairs. Anything between 95 and 99, you know. Yeah. Uh, same with Julio Jones and Luke Keekley, both at 98. Yeah, I want to know who wasn't on Twitter. Julio Jones. 
he goes in, he does his work, and then he goes home and he gets on his bass boat and he goes fishing. Like that's what he does. Yeah, I, I, Julio has a great attitude about everything. I, I really think that. Everybody should have a great attitude when you're getting paid millions of dollars to throw a football around. Are exactly. you kidding me? Exactly. You get to play a game. You make more money in a year than I'll ever make in my entire life. Come on. Uh, people at 97, David Bakhtiari, Todd Gurley, Patrick Mahomes, Von Miller, and J.J. Watt. Oh, absolutely. David Bakhtiari, the highest rated offensive lineman. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean uh, – Again, the more sample size you have, the more time you have to really look at this guy and what he is capable of. There's plenty of other offensive linemen that are out there that are really talented. I think still to this day, like the guy who belongs in like the eternal Madden 99 club is Joe Thomas. I yes. think he'll be he'll go down in history as like, like one of the greatest tackles, if not the greatest tackle of all time. He was just a victim of circumstance. Uh, but again, Bigger sample size. If you get to watch David Bakhtiari as consistently as you and I do, mm. it, it's, it proves itself. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers didn't have him, he'd be on his back even more than he is now. Uh, but, oh, absolutely. Well, and it's just – it's extremely hard to block for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. And and in your and more in your experience too, Russell Wilson. Like, those guys who move all around. Like, if you're blocking if – if the play is supposed to be blocking, the guy's supposed to stay in the pocket – but Aaron feels some pressure and rolls out. Now you have to change how you're blocking and where you're blocking. And it, it, it's incredible that this guy has been as good as he is blocking for who he is at a consistent level for the last well, few years. Yeah. But I will, the one thing about that, not as much about David Bakhtiari, when you're the difference between the offensive line in Seattle and the offensive line in green Bay is we got popsicle sticks out here, man. He ain't got nothing blocking for him anyway. No. <laughs> and that's true, but it takes, it takes, and we have, We've had what 30, 40 different line or linemen in the past two seasons, right? And it's because it takes a certain understanding, it takes a certain mental state for people to block for at, at athletic uh, scrambling quarterbacks. Like it takes a different kind of mindset. It's not just blocking for the pocket for like a guy like Brady. It's you know, <laughs> it's it's blocking, changing what you're blocking looking where you are, looking where your quarterback is, it's it's insane. Um, but none of these other guys, I, I, I might argue for Patrick Mahomes to be a 98 or 99, but, you know, he's young, he's got to earn it, like you said. And, again, we're splitting hairs. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, too. you got to look at it as, like, as overall, the sample size, like they say, well, you know, Mahomes might not be the guy who he was last year. It might have just all came out in one flash in the pan, you know, a flash in the pan where these other guys have really proven it. And, you know, there's other things that go into our head that we think about like, well, oh, my God, how could you possibly think that Drew Brees is better than Patrick Mahomes? Because I'm always a forward thinker. I'm thinking like, well, what's my team going to do the next five years? Like if I had to choose. In the next, if I want to start a team today and I wanted to pick a quarterback for the next 10 years, if you're going to pick between Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Drew Brees, you're picking Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and those la the last three can go and find some free agency somewhere and play yeah. backup, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just kind of going by position now, trying to see if I can find anything that I, you know, agree with, disagree with anything here, but. No, pretty good. Julian Edelman, 89. He's there are people who literally spend 
every like think about all the time we spend at work or in school or like our free time it's literally their job to research this stuff and to like put it into like these game designs like it's insane i like i would think it'd be so fun but at the same time it's like you know one's man one man's trash is another man's treasure you know i love my job they might hate theirs but just play with video games all the time doesn't mean they like what they're doing right uh i would argue smith schuster should be higher than an 88 Yeah, I'm, again, like another guy, not as big of a sample size, but what he's right. done, how much he's improved, I think. I mean, and that's the thing, too. We say this now. This is all subject to change in like a month. Oh, absolutely. If the first week goes through and the first two weeks go through and Juju can be out there, go 14 for 14 for 150 yards and two touchdowns in like three games. And he's going to right up the list, you know? Yeah. Um, And we'll uh, uh, yeah. This year is going to be the real test for for Juju because Antonio's not on the team. So can he be a number one guy? So. Right. There's no. There's nothing getting pulled away from him. The spotlight's on him now. He'll get the number one DBs. It's not gonna. There's no hiding anymore. There's no hiding in the bushes. Right. Uh, small little Woj bomb off topic here. Uh, Christmas Day games for 2019-2020 season: Clippers, Lakers, um, New Orleans at Denver, and Boston at Toronto. Ah. Huh. No bucks. No bucks. Only get one year on Christmas, and they kick us off again. Lakers Clippers, though, that's <laughs> that's big money. That's big time. That'll be good. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go a little off the beaten path here. We're gonna look at kickers. <laughs> oh, it's still on receipt. Hold on. Do, 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 do. You want to know the Madden rankings for kickers? Yes, for the brand, Chad. Justin for the Tucker. Brand. Justin Tucker's number one. No Did Justin Tucker smack around his wife? What? <laughs> yeah, I'm almost positive he smacked around his wife, but because he's not a position player, nobody cares. Well, that's probably true, but he also knows how to kick a ball. So. He knows how to kick his wife, apparently, too. <laughs> how did I know you were going to say that? Sorry, we shouldn't joke. This uh, and We here in the KO uh, sports podcasting community do not – now or have ever condoned no. violence in any fashion, especially um, in the way of domestic uh, violence. Correct. With that said, I am in the firm belief that you can joke about anything. So, fair enough. Uh, da, 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 and Johnny Hecker's the best punter. Okay, just wanted to check that out. <laughs> I'm weird. Yeah, I I don't think I have any other arguments. Uh, it's, like he said, it's it's splitting hairs to say anyone should be one rank higher. Or anything like that, and the rankings, and they'll change, and, and it's all this is all off-season kind of stuff. People moving to new teams, like Odell Beckham, he could get better, he could get worse. There's all these different things that could happen. It'll be Patrick Mahomes without a top running back now. Who knows how that's going to work? There's all these different things that go into it, so it'll be interesting. Well, I guess and I have to ask how how is Madden again this year? Is it some of the same old? Is it changed? Is it like so? Yeah. So for anyone, the, I, I, the reason I'm tired is because Madden came out last night and I stayed up till four o'clock playing it. Um, it's really good. It's an improvement. They added they added a lot of stuff to it. It it it's more clean. The gameplay looks a lot more clean. Um, they added a new scoreboard, which is good because they haven't changed that in a few years. But they added. Uh, uh, career mode back into it. It's called QB1, and you play 
at, you, you make your own QB, and they added one, one big thing that I'm weird on is customization of players. Same, same. And they added you can change facial features in this game. You can, you don't have to just pick from five different faces. You get to right. actually you get to pick from those faces, but then you get to change it. You get to change eye size, cheek size, chin size, nose. You can move it up and down, all that stuff. So that. Can you, was, like, can you scan it in? Can you do like that My Player app? Because I know for 2K you can do like that My yep. Face app, where you scan yourself in and then it imports it. And they tried that for Madden, like I want to say five or six years ago. You know, I didn't notice it, so I'm going to say probably not, but maybe. I, I guess I didn't notice it. But so you, so you make your own quarterback. You get to choose out of, like, eight or ten college teams that you get to play for, and then you get to go through your college career. I won't give too much spoilers on it. Um, and then you go through the NFL draft, and there's even story based on that too. And it's there's like a there's like a – prologue of like story before you get to your nfl season and then they added in like challenges like they like they did for uh mlb the show so like every game like in the next game i'm about to play the patriots so tom brady hit me up and he was like hey i'm a better quarterback than you like like players text you and that kind of stuff and make challenges and you get to trash talk people and it, it sounds like there there's a lot of decisions and dialogue that you get to choose from and it changes what happens and that kind of stuff it, I, I just from that, and that's all I've. That's all I played last night because I was so excited for the career mode. Just from that, I think it's a far better game than it has been. I think they very much improved on it. And in the career mode with the quarterback, is it QB vision or do you play above? You play above. It's normal gameplay. In and actually, in the college, when you play your college games, you actually play as the full team. Oh, nice. Which is kind of cool. I I wasn't about it at first, but then it, it it's nice because your college teams. You I don't think they want. You know, if you have a bad defense, they don't want that to affect how the story goes. So you get to play the full games. Once you get to the NFL, you're only quarterback, right. which is what I would want. But, yeah, I, I I absolutely love it. Your draft stock just plummets because you lose, like, 60 to 49 every week. <laughs> right. It's like, I have touchdowns. Yeah, but you lost. Like, your record was, like, 12 and 4. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's all I got on this. Um, we will now briefly – because we're approaching an hour here, but that's okay. We can go over. Um, we'll briefly talk. What are you looking for? Is there anything big that you're looking for in the preseason here for the NFL? No. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I'm not a big believer in the preseason. I know a lot of people aren't huge on it. It's it's nice to get young guys out there and, you know, see what they've got, whittle down your 53. But really all preseason ever is is it's injuries waiting to happen. You know, the one that I was thinking about, too, is, like, years ago, wasn't it Calvin Benjamin? Like, the first, it was, like, his rookie season, and he was, they were like, oh, my gosh, this is the new, this is the wide receiver of the future. And didn't he, like, blow his ACL so. in like the second preseason game? Mm -hmm. And that's why I'll tell you this, and I'll tell anybody out there who is in a fantasy league or is a commissioner of a fantasy league, if you set your draft for before preseason, you are a douche. Yes. Because not only is it bad for everybody in your league, it's also bad for you. Because, yeah, it might not have ever happened to you yet, but if you draft somebody and they get hurt in preseason and they're out for eight weeks, that can absolutely affect a draft board immensely, even just one player getting shuffled around. So as the commish of a five-year dynasty league, the Wisco Disco Dynasty League, that KO whoop, whoop. is a part of, 
Unfortunately, we weren't able to uh, win last year, but I'm looking. Things are looking up this year. So. I had a rough year last year. We'll see, but uh, yeah, sorry. Let's we'll go back. But again, that's how I feel about preseason. I really think, um, I think they can cut it down to two games because I think for the most part, you know what you got in the players that you have. Like Aaron Rodgers does not need to play preseason. Nope. Like you know, Tom Brady doesn't need to be out there. Todd Gurley doesn't need to be out there. It's the other guys who you need to whittle down your roster and really see if it can happen. Now, I don't know if I'm for or against the idea of two preseason games and 18 regular season games. No. Because they're already getting their bodies tore apart for 16 games, which really doesn't make much sense because hockey teams play way more than the NFL teams play. Yeah. But leave that, you know, for another day. I I just think cut it down to two preseason games. Don't add, don't add them to the regular season. Just cut it down to two preseason you you can get a I think I feel and obviously I'm I've never experienced this but I feel like it should be, you, you should be able to cut down your 53 man roster with two games and all of the all of training the whole month of training camp well and but you know the reason why you know the reason why they won't get rid of that money the money it's absolutely the money absolutely. the owners would be the guys who would vote on this and they'd vote on the schedule change and they're like oh you want us to get rid of two games across the entire season that people come and they buy tickets and beer and hot dogs and we televise it and that kid might get his dad to buy him a jersey that game mm-hmm. you think they're going to just let that walk away for player safety oh, clearly yeah. they care about player safety let they let them rattle their brains for years before anybody talked about it yeah uh, yeah, 100%. Um, quick update from Bleacher Report. Uh, ESPN is also reporting Rockets, Warriors, and Bucks versus Sixers for Christmas Day. Woo! That'll be, those are good games. That'll be, yeah, those those are all fantastic games. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and uh, the biggest thing when I think about preseason, obviously, is like is the injuries, like you said. You mentioned Kelvin Benjamin, but Jordy Nelson. We lost him for a full season because of an ACL injury in the preseason. Like, Jordy Nelson doesn't need to play preseason. So, like, that is a little on the team. But, like, I I just don't it, – it doesn't – I don't like it. Because going right into full contact like that, I don't know. I just I, – I'm not a fan. I wish they would cut it down even to three games. That would be fine. Do it little by little. Just mm-hmm. if you can't – if, if you, t- you cut it out – and if there's enough revenue still there and they're not losing too much, you know, and that's the thing. A lot of those stadiums too, like, okay, you lose one game, but why don't you just have a concert there? You know, a yeah. season kickoff concert. That's like dude, Brad Paisley, Kenny Chesney. These guys are in these NFL like stadiums all the time doing concerts. So you can find something else to do there. I mean, Paul McCartney was at Lambeau field this summer. Like true. You can find things to do. It's not the middle of winter. You can find things to do with these preseason weekends. Um, the biggest things, though, for preseason that I'm looking at, you know, Kyler Murray in Arizona. We'll see, you know, if we'll just see how that works uh, right away, how much they play him and how that fits in. Um, Haskins in in Washington. I'm very interested on that story throughout the season. Um, quote unquote quarterback battle in New York. I don't think I don't think Manning's gonna sit, but. I don't know, Drew. They drafted Drew Locke, didn't they? That's just terrible. Um, the Giants are imploding on themselves. Yeah, I feel bad for Saquon. Well, it doesn't make any sense too, because like if you look at New York, they followed the philosophy of you know get rid of a guy two years sooner rather than two years later, like two years early mm-hmm. rather than two years late. They did that with Odell way too early, yep. but they 
are doing the exact opposite with Eli way too long. It's weird. I wouldn't be surprised, and I, I, I feel like I've said this the last couple seasons, but I wouldn't be surprised if Eli gets traded at, uh, you know, to a team who loses a quarterback to injury or something towards the end of this, towards the trade deadline, I guess. Well, then the Redskins better just trade for him right away because apparently that is like they must have literally not only is their name the Redskins, it might like also be built on an Indian burial ground because as far as our quarterback woes go, it never gets any better. No. Uh, other teams I'm looking at, Jacksonville with Nick Foles. Just get him into the swing of things. Um, and Miami with their quarterback situation. They got Josh Rosen and – Ryan Fitzpatrick. So you've got like a full chub for quarterbacks in preseason, don't you? Yeah, because you want to see how they how they fit with new teams and, how, and especially quarterback battles. No, I can't wait to see my first string quarterback throw to third string wide receivers. It'll be great. Come on, Kyle, this is your show. Don't let me do this to you. I, I'm just speaking my mind here. Preseason, as much as I don't like having the preseason Javier Baez hit a two-run home run um as much as I don't like preseason it is fun to watch these quarterback battles or watch these new players with new teams to get a feel for how the season is going to go too especially oh. especially as fantasy football people oh absolutely and I totally agree yeah. and that's the thing too the only thing that's been coming out of Seattle Seahawks training camp is DK Metcalf DK Metcalf like yep. he oh my gosh he's the next big thing and, like, I would love to see that. I'd love to hear that. But it's getting to the point where I think it's a little too much. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I want to see if this is true. Like, I want to see if this is actually a thing or if we're just blowing smoke. And we get to see it starting Thursday, I believe. I don't know when Seattle plays, but I know Green Bay plays Houston on Thursday. Uh, We play on Thursday, too. Okay, and that's kind of what I thought. I feel like most people start except for Atlanta on Denver, who started yesterday. Yeah, Packers and Texans at 7, and uh, Seahawks and Broncos at 9. Cool. Love it. Broncos won 14-10. What a boring Hall of Fame game. Is that catch at the end, though? No. The catch that they had, like, in the end zone, it was like a, it got tipped up by, like, both of the guys, and then he, like, the, the defensive back, like, spun around him to try to get to it, and then he basket caught it as he fell out of bounds. It was, it was pretty good. I'm going to watch it right now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you have? No, man. No, that's it. Oh, excuse me. Holy cat. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. Drop back from the Broncos quarterback. Don't know who it is. Toss to the end zone. Tip up. Catch two feet in with a with a minute 26 to go to win the game. That's See, now that's just fun. And that, and that's a moment, even though it's preseason, and even though the that quarterback and that receiver might not play in the NFL, they might just be backups. That's mo- that. That's a moment that they're both gonna remember. So that is that's that's cool. Memories. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> oh, the pumpkin spice latte is getting my UGG boots. We're making memory. Kyle, come on, man. Such a hard ass, Chad. Call it as it is, brother. You know what you're gonna get before you call me out of the show. Come you're on. absolutely right, and I absolutely love having you on, and I absolutely cannot wait for Tuesday. I'm excited to be back so soon. Usually I get a couple month month break in between. It's but... almost three months to the day since we last had you on. Really? Yeah, well, it was it was May 3rd last time I called you. It's so long because like you get real bad reviews on Twitter, right? They're like, who is that guy? He is awful. Besides mm-hmm. the audio quality, like he is dumb. Yep. 
So I have to hold you off for that sake. So I apologize for that. <laughs> but no, Tuesday, come uh, on Tuesday. It'll be Tuesday night we're recording it. So it'll be late Tuesday night when it comes up, but Wednesday morning, whenever you decide to listen to it. But uh, it'll be me, Chad, and Brian. It'll be almost like a prelude into discuss it first, but it, it's going to be me, Chad, and Brian just talking comic books, movies, all that nerdy stuff that we're into. I'm very excited for that. Absolutely. I cannot wait. I love doing your sports podcast. I love sports, but you know me, you know me really well. If there's something that's really in my wheelhouse, it's that like, you're not as this, you're bringing in like a friend and a fan onto this show with me and Brian coming onto the show to do like nerd talk to nerds, like splurge on you. You're bringing in experts for that. You, I, and I, and I mean this wholeheartedly, you and Brian are the reason that I became such a comic book nerd. Because I, because of those summers that I met you guys, uh, yeah, it's, I you guys were so into it and you made it sound so cool that I just dove into it and became full on. <laughs> so I, I thank you for that. But yeah, so Tuesday, Chad will be back with Brian. Brian's first time on the podcast. That'll be super fun. Um, right. But yeah, so thank you very much, Chad, for coming on. Uh, any anything that you want to plug? Social media? Anything? I, I, have I don't think you normally do. No, nope, no, nope, I have nothing to plug. I'm not popular. I, <laughs> I, this is this is my highlight. I got I got a family, man. I'm getting married soon. I, I just uh, this is my highlight. I like uh, hanging out with you for an hour and being able to talk sports. Absolutely. So uh, that wraps it up for us. Sorry, I'm trying to. Probably a bad idea to look that up later. Um, yeah, so follow all of the First Round KO Twitters. Uh, follow me. All the links are in the description. Um, but make sure you go check out, if you like comic books, if you like movies, if you like music, anything like that, go check out Discuss It First on Twitter. There's not much yet, but there will be a lot in the future. So Discuss It, F-U-E-R-S-T, on Twitter. Um, make sure you give that a follow. Follow. Give us a subscribe on all the podcast apps. Uh, and we're literally on almost any of them. Um, the big ones are iTunes and Spotify. We have merch on Redbubble, so go ahead and check that out. I got a sticker the other day. It's on my laptop. It's really cool. I'm going to get a T-shirt very soon when I actually have money. Um, yeah. What What else? There was something else. I don't. Th- oh, YouTube channel. Go subscribe to that. I've been doing a lot on that recently, mostly wrestling stuff, but uh, here with football and basketball starting up and baseball postseason coming up i'll be doing a lot more sports videos on that stuff too so go give first round ko on youtube a subscribe and i thank you all for listening i thank you chad for being here thanks for having me and i will see you all the next time stay fresh cheese bags cold as my wrist got me down in the fifth got me drowning in the decisions genie i'm full of wishes still can't help with the disposition i'm just a young college kid with all the privilege stress beyond belief so catch what's going through the with the J Dilla Dilla need another dollar dollar in Manila so vanilla with a swirl let the blade run tongue drip slice down the middle of our nation heebie jeebies we already had this conversation kept me busy since day one accusations pockets gained a little weight like my ex bitch still the only bricks that I've been stacking been in Tetris never measure up cause we've been on a different metric 
And I don't give a fuck about who the next I fill the is. hole in my soul with Palace and Preen logos Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa I just wanna jump from the top and fly solo Fill the hole in my soul with Palace and Preen logos Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa I just wanna jump from the top and fly solo